This is Cherry's World. Oh, hate to start off the show like this, Cherry, but um, before we get to our regularly scheduled, already recorded podcast of Cherry's World this week, I think it's only right that we uh, touch on and talk about the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and the other people that died in the uh, tragic incident accident um, on Sunday. Uh, you know, since you met me, I told you that Kobe Bryant was my favorite basketball player, probably my favorite athlete of all time. And it sounds crazy, me being a Chicago kid. Um, but when I, you know, by the time I got old enough to see the competitiveness in sports, Michael Jordan was already winning. So that's all I saw him do was win. Uh, Kobe's a couple years older than me. I remember it like it was yesterday when he got into the league. I, I was 16, so I got a chance to watch his whole career. And that meant something to me, and I just was a fan. I spent two decades defending him to anybody who wanted to debate me about how you know he was the greatest, since the greatest player alive since the greatest player retired. That's what I always said to everybody. So, I mean, his death meant something to me. And, uh, yeah, I just figured we'd start the show off like that. Uh, tell me, you know, you knew him better than me, so. When it comes to Kobe, I'm speechless. Um, I'm not a fan. That's been my friend for 28 years. I, uh, I'm praying for Vanessa. It's hard enough to lose your husband, but to lose your child, too. You lose your life, at least a part of it, and I pray that she can hang on for her other children. Shea, my heart goes out to you. And Sheree, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for his mom and his dad. I'm so sorry for the world and his children. I totally agree. Kind, those are beautiful words, Sherry. <laughs> Got me about to tear up again. Uh, before we start the show, though, I, you kind of broke the internet with <laughs> with a post you made last week, and uh, the streets want to know you got a Tinder account. I do not have a Tinder account. <laughs> I've never even been on Tinder. All right, I'll take your word for it. Let's start Cherry's World. Welcome to Cherry's World. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Cherry Johnson, and I have to let you in on my little secret. So I just got a phone call from Courtney, and it looks like that I need to go pack my bags because I am on my way to Chicago for All-Star Weekend. We are going to the Slam Dunk Contest, all sponsored by Lime Events. Thank you, Lime. Hope to see you All-Star Weekend. If you would like to get tickets to some of the hottest events in your area, Contact Lime at 202-930-3533 and check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Less Is More Events. Email Lime at sales at getlimetickets.com. Come Lime with us. Welcome 
Welcome to Cherry's World. Today, we will be talking to my friend, Angelique Bates. Angelique Bates is a comedian, and you might know her from TV shows like All That, Movies 35 and Ticking. But I really didn't bring her here just to talk about her career. Angelique Bates has been a good friend of mine for many, many years, and she's also a homeschool mommy. So, Cherry's World, please give a warm welcome to my friend, Miss Angelique Bates. This is Cherry's World. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Fever Magazine, a sexy yet sophisticated lifestyle magazine for the modern man and woman. Fever Magazine is available on newsstands nationwide and Amazon Kindle. Subscribe now for VIP access and rewards at FeverMagazine.com. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at Podcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. The week that was and this week's trending topics on Cherry's World. So, you know what, Courtney? I have to say thank you because, you know, I am not up on, like, my current events, social media, uh, all that kind of stuff that happens. So I want to thank you because you warned me yesterday. There was a video that came out with my boy Orlando. Mm-hmm. And the wave hit right after you warned me. I am not my brother's keeper, okay? So when people that I have worked with do stuff, I don't don't need to know about it for one. And two, I can't control nobody's mouth. I don't don't know what they're doing and no, I'm not gonna call them and tell them, hey, you should do this. That's weird. Just like if I wild out and I say something, it's not Courtney's fault. Mm. No, Courtney don't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know. I kind of disagree. It's weird, but like people hit me with stuff and then they're like, well, what's your opinion? First of all, I don't know you. Hmm. So I'm not going to share. I'm not you, Courtney. (laughs) But like, I don't know you. So I'm not going to share my opinion with you about somebody that I love. I'm not gossiping with you about home. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your purpose is or what you think is going to happen. But what I do have to say is I did right nick cannon and we had a little conversation and i appreciate his response and even after i told him that i appreciated his response because i did it publicly there was backlash you know it was like well cherry how could you say that when he said something something to eminem and i'm like look i don't know what he said to eminem and people got offended they're like oh well he was so righteous with your boy but he wasn't righteous to eminem i don't know what happened with eminem nobody inboxed me whenever whatever happened to eminem but nick is my boy always my boy and the fact that my boy was was nice and humble to my other boy i appreciate i don't keep up like with the celebrity news Gotcha. 
So like people were offended. They were like, well, how could you say that? When when Nick just at attacked Eminem, I didn't even know. Like, sorry. <laughs> what, what does one have to do with the other? I don't know. But there was this dude that wrote me and I had to explain to him, what was his name? Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch was like, you're being a hypocrite. And I'm like, hold up, Sasquatch. I'm not being a hypocrite. I only know about one situation because people inbox me and then Sasquatch tried to tell me, I don't even know who you are. And I was like, let's be fair, Sasquatch. The irony in that, I don't even know who you are either. Wow. Where I mean, think about- When did all this happen? I missed on all Nick, this. On Nick Cannon's um, page on Instagram. Like, it's really weird. It's hard to even like write to your friends on Instagram because people want to jump in your conversation. Yeah. And I had to tell one of them, like he, I guess, was angry with me. And I was like, hold on, you need to stay in a fan's place. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not that I'm not a fan. Like, I love my homeboys. I love them working. But these are people I've known since I was a child. Right. I'm allowed to say whatever talk to them. Sorry, Courtney, you probably don't want to cut that out. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel you. I feel you. And then, like, I love the trolls, too, who come on and they tell me, I don't even know you. You're a D-list celebrity. Okay. Here goes the joke. The first thing that people try to do is they try to assassinate my job because that's all they know about me. Mm -hmm. And they think that my job makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you guys say about my job. My life has been a dream because of my job. So while they were at recess, I was at work. Right. I'm sorry that you guys are still struggling and working hard and I'm sitting home homeschooling my kid, going to soccer or cooking, chilling. You know, but they say D-list. So I am gonna look up the lady who invented the D-list after people were talking about her, Kathy Griffin, right? Yeah. How much is Kathy Griffin worth? <laughs> Look that up. I'm gonna be a little mean for a minute. Kathy Griffin's net worth. So Kathy Griffin is a D-list celebrity and a comedian who started, I believe, as an adult. I don't know if she started when she was a kid, but it says that she's worth $35 million. I'm not offended. <laughs> is, is the D-list celebrities hiring? I'm looking <laughs> Right? Because I, I want the job. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Thank you. But trolls are stupid. I feel like my scarf looks like, you know, and you can keep this. I don't care because I'm not like all self-conscious, but I feel like I'm saying, I'm a the banana and I'm here to say, I really... <laughs> What's the vibe I have right now? Yeah, I missed all that. I didn't know. I missed all that. I'm usually, you know, we see everything. I missed all that. You usually catch it before I do. Yeah, I missed all that. But can you tell these trolls that that doesn't offend me? Yeah. I mean, like when I saw the video, I laughed, sent it to you, and then I didn't think nothing else of it until you uh, told me about the conversation, you know, because I just figured, I mean, you know, I, I didn't take it serious. I was like, yo, they wilding out. Like, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> so I didn't think nothing else of it, you know. Orlando is a comedian and he will say just about anything. He's <laughs> like my daughter. My daughter does all kind of things for reaction. Mm -hmm. 
And the shock factor, which I used to do to my mother too. That's Orlando. Am I shocked that he said it? No. Was I in the room? No. Do I know if it's real? No. Did I giggle? Yes. But I do like um, the way Nick Cannon handled that because, you know, I don't know if the average person would have been able to laugh that off like that. You know what I mean? You gotta laugh, dude, because the way Orlando said it and his eyes and stuff, he looks silly. He's he's funny. Yeah. Nick is very sweet. And yeah, but, he's... but one of the one of the worst things you can say to a man is call him a bitch or you know say that a straight man did something gay. You know what I mean? And you know what? Nick has been in the industry for how long? Yeah. Do you think that's the first time somebody's called him a bitch? True. Probably not. True. Nick's probably used to hearing and reading. We get told the worst things about us ever. So by the time we're in our 40s and somebody wants to say something bad about us, like you're late, homie. You're not hurting our feelings. But it does it does it does it mean does it mean anything different when it's like one of your peers? Like I know a mark, you know, it doesn't mean anything when a mark say anything, but like when it's like one of your peers, you know. Like if like if um I don't want to just throw anybody's name out there, but let's just say one of the twins, the the uh Tia Tamara said something you know, crazy about you, wouldn't that mean something more, not to throw them under the bus, but wouldn't that mean more yes. if- because, Let me tell you why though. First of all, T and Tamara are the nicest people in the world. Oops, I just hit my mic. They're the nicest people in the world. They're very sweet. And that means that I did something to them. Cause they're only gonna talk about me if I did something to them. And honestly, for me to do something to Tia or Tamara would hurt my own feelings because I would never purposefully do anything to hurt either one. Maybe that's not a good example. How about um, <laughs> like, uh, what's the, Ashley Olsen, the Olsen twins, one of those. That's, I think that's kind of comparable to- uh, No. Why would I care if Ashley Olsen said something? I don't really know those little girls. Okay. I use them in one of my old raps though. <laughs> Oh that's this should be an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna hear a verse? Sure. You're really gonna use this, huh? <laughs> to you, I would like to hear it though. <laughs> so I happen to hang out with a lot of rappers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we play in the studio from time to time. And they decided that they wanted to get on the microphone and clown me about Punky Brewster. And so I was like, okay, but you guys are like 30 trying to be rappers, you know? And nobody knows who you are yet. So one of my verses was, I'm about my money. If you ain't about yours, it's best not to holla. I ain't got time to play with little boys. And then they were offended because they felt like they were grown men. And I said, I was a CEO by eight living in my own estate. Now get out my face. I got money to make. I got bills to pay. No time to play. And then I said, Mary Kate and Ashley muttered their career after me. So they was all mad. Tom, what you talking about? Da, da, da. Yes, they did surpass me, but I was in the game first. So they were offended by my little rhyme. Wait, they were... when did they hear that? Huh? When did they hear that? This is my first time hearing this. No, I'm saying the boys that I was in the studio with, or the oh. men that I was in the studio with were offended. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and they they probably don't remember me. That's dope. You you actually still remember. Like, when, when did you write that? Oh, probably 10 years, 10, 15 years ago. You remember it. That's pretty good. I remember everything. 
my memory is how I make money. Ah, good point. And I write all day. Ah, good point. Good point. So, uh, with, with that said... <laughs> um, oh, my little rap! I should have did it completely, right? Maybe I could get signed. Well, well I mean... I think you know the right people. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> they wouldn't sign me. They're haters. Oh, yeah? Yes. Fucking haters. Would you give, if you had to give any advice to Orlando, what would you say? I love you, bro. Go on an audition. <laughs> Stop entertaining these people for free because literally that's what you're doing. You're entertaining them for free and you're giving them a lot of good stuff for free. Maybe we should get you a stand-up deal. In fact, you know what? Now that I'm thinking that, I'm supposed to be interviewing Johnny Ship. Um, Johnny Ship owns Cinematic Music and he's a manager. Okay. So, oh, you're a good rapper. Let's get you a meeting with Johnny Ship. Johnny Ship is also getting into doing comedy. He also wants to do cinematic TV. So maybe we should get you a comedy special so people can know really how talented you are. Either that, or since you always have people talking about everything that you do, go on Patreon, sell these videos, Make it non-downloadable, but if they want to see what Orlando Brown did this week, make them pay 99 cents for it. Yeah. Stop entertaining people for free. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I, like, soon as, like, he's, he's been, like, trending, and I started seeing, like, other videos, like, he's really talented, man. Like, he's making, like, a whole bunch of, like, rap video. I don't know if these are old or new, but I'm like, man, this actually, some of this shit is actually pretty funny. What people don't <laughs> understand is he's entertaining himself. <laughs> If you know any any entertainer, we do things to sharpen our tools and we do things to entertain ourselves. Yeah. We are not entertainers because we love the attention from other people. We are entertainers because we entertain ourselves first. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's having fun, which is cool, but he needs to charge y'all because it's working. Y'all talking. Really? He's spending. Yeah. And then you hit me and want me to explain it. I can't. I'm too busy in the in the bathroom crying. You know why I'm crying? Because I want to track and cry on cue. That's my way of entertaining myself. <laughs> because there's something wrong with all of us. Um, I didn't really want to ask this because uh because of the um the temperature around here now. But what do you think about this whole impeachment? Without getting too, I think everybody know who knows you knows your political stance. But just in general, without going too far into politics, what do you think about the president of the United States being impeached and could possibly be removed? What do you? The president is a clown. The only thing that scares me about him being removed is Pence is behind him, right? Yeah. So when he's removed, we will get a man in power who is not so stupid, who is educated, who can read past the sixth grade level, and his agenda is not the agenda that I want controlling America. So that's all that scares me. Should Trump go? Oh God, yeah. Should Trump's children go? The apple don't fall 
too far from the tree. And little Ivanka, she's so cute. <laughs> she's like, I, if my father's not reelected, I will not be coming back to the White House. I think she thought that she had a choice. Um, <laughs> um, he goes, his cabinet goes, uh, but well, I wish he would go as well. Um, yeah, you you did this all the way wrong. <laughs> I was, I yeah, I was trying to just, I was just trying to get your opinion because I don't know, I don't know if you want to put this out there, but I'm just trying to get your opinion on just the president. I don't, I don't believe that Punky. Um, I'm not speaking for Soleil, but I'm saying Punky. Punky's not racist, so the Punky Brewster audience is not racist. Yeah. Well, you so know, I don't think that they'll be offended by me not liking Trump. Sorry. You know, it's a lot of people, and, I, and I'm like, me going to be on record here. I am 1,000% uh, with you on that. But, you know, there's a lot of people um, that really believe that, you know, he has the right agenda for America. I mean, there's Black people I know. When I did Girlfriends in Champagne, I was sitting next to two people, two black people who voted for him. And, and I think a lot of people did that because of they just didn't like Hillary Clinton. And I just, to me, that doesn't make any sense, you know. And, and it just goes to show the sexism. Um, there you go. Racism and sexism in America for someone who's so qualified to not for, to, for her character to be, you know, taken down like that by a guy who was not even qualified. And I was like... Well, that's what's scary to me. Okay, so you have somebody who's qualified who you might not like. Fine. But you rather vote in someone who everyone knows is not qualified? Right. To get the same job done? I'm sorry, I'd rather vote in the person that I do not like, but who is qualified for the job. Yeah. Rather, than, rather it's a male or a female or whatever. Right. Well, I, think, I think the reason why they didn't like her is because she's a woman. I mean, you, I think the stuff that you, the stuff that people were saying, I think it only was made a big deal because she was a woman. She um, was a woman and they wanted to know what was in her emails. Who cares? And the thing her? is, the, the Vanka's already been uh, criticized for doing the same thing. So it's like, it was just petty stuff that they were. What about the fact that our president hangs out with a bunch of people who are connected to sex trafficking? And he's got all these sexual um, assault claims against him. That's not a problem, but it's a it's problem. Somehow, and it somehow vanished <laughs> as soon as he, I mean, I remember December 2016, he had 12 women. Then by the time he got inaugurated, it was, they were gone. <laughs> where, are the, where are the minors? That's my issue. Wait, hold on. Who had minors? Trump. No, that's the first I heard of that. You know yeah, that. no. One was a minor, honey. Oh, wow. They were not all legal. That's my issue. Yeah. Sex trafficking is a huge issue when it comes to my heart. We got 66,000 Black women. This is just Black women who are missing in the United States that are not being talked about. Wow. But Trump is connected to men who one supposedly hung himself in jail, which I don't believe they got rid of him. Yeah. Um, who is known for trafficking women. And that was his hangout partner. Right. Well, he says that he stopped hanging out with, with him uh, in 2002. <laughs> he says. 
So when his political agenda began. That's what he says. So I mean right. it's just it's just it's just I really believe that we're better than this. And I think um, you know, like I tell everybody else, I think it's really the election will be decided between honestly white women. It's the country will be decided by let me t- let me tell you the reason why. And I got faith in my girls that they're gonna do what's right. Yeah, let me tell you the reason why. Because um, men in general, you kind of know which way men are gonna, what what men are gonna do. Black women, we know. Black women has typically always been on the right side of history. If you look back, black women has always been on the right side of history. So the direction of the country really um, will be decided by white women. I pray it's decided by white women. They are the majority. I have way more faith in them than I probably anybody, honestly. They are the majority. And a lot of people were saying that uh, Obama, one of the things Obama did was make, um, this is crazy, it goes back to that old Chris Rock joke. Um, I think he said that white white men wouldn't want to be a black man, and he's rich. They wouldn't even want to be a black man, a rich black man. And for eight years, you know, I think some a lot of things were exposed um, from the time Obama was elected to till he got out of office. And I think it didn't look good for a lot of white men. Uh, the rumor was, and I and I talked to a lot of these guys. That's that's my. Um, you know, workforce, I guess I could say. They told me, I can show you text messages. Those guys told me, said Obama being elected wasn't good for them because people looked at them different. And I said, well, welcome to my world, brother. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, every time I go shopping, they think that I'm gonna, you know, shoot up the place or something like that. I was like, and that's Obama's fault. I said, well, whose fault every time I come on an elevator, you know, someone walks off, you know I mean? You know, welcome to my world. You know, I said, yeah, Obama's racist because he, he brought that type of attention on, you know. What? Yeah, I'm telling you what they said. And so that's what created the whole, when they say make America great again, it means make the white man lovable again. <laughs> so why has America ever been great? That's my thing. Like, yeah. America was founded, so they think, on slavery. I don't think we can use this conversation, Jerry. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna be able. To, but are we I lying? Can, I can go so far into this. I'm trying to hold back, but I don't think. I don't think this. Is I would say, are we lying? Like, have you said anything that crosses the line? Yeah. I but, said I got faith in my white sisters. They're gonna do what's right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I honestly, not to be funny, but I got faith in some of my white sisters more than I do my black ones. Yeah. Well, why you say that? Because. The black ones is the ones that I know that voted for him. Really? I don't, I don't have any white friends that voted for Trump. Really? Okay, see, I don't... Um, and I got white homegirls. Okay, see, I, um, I'm the opposite. See, I don't know any white women who didn't vote for him. <laughs> but... Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I know any. Yeah, it, it was... Nah. I mean, I might know them, but they won't say it out loud. Now, I will say this, though. Hillary should have campaigned better. She could have campaigned better. The fact that, like, I always look at Atlanta. There's, I mean, I shouldn't say Atlanta. Georgia, to me, um, that's, that's, that state should be one. That, that state should be blue. 
um, all the way just because of Atlanta. Because I mean, Illinois is only blue because of Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, but what Texas? Like, I need, I need Texas. I know, and I'm thinking like <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, and Houston. You you would think that would be enough, but um, Austin, I'm, Austin is blue. See, that's what I'm saying. But I, so I'm trying to figure out what, yeah, but what is San Antonio that big? Or is, what was it? What else? What other states? I think, I think definitely um, Dallas is red. You know, oh, that's Bush, that's Bush Dallas is red. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I would have never thought that. Oh God, yeah. Austin, no. Austin's very liberal. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some parts that's not, but for the most part, better people. Yeah, yeah. Better, yeah. Did you, okay, this is the last question about Trump. Did you hear about a, a Iranian lawyer announced a $3 million, $3 million, hold on, let me say this. Be careful how you respond to this, please. Oh, I already know. My my man, Jorge Lopez, he got Secret Service on him. Secret Service already know my name, so I ain't messing with you. Okay, so Iranian <laughs> law, lawmaker announces $3 million reward for whoever kills Trump. I don't know if you heard about that story. No, I didn't hear about that, but I did hear about the $80 million bounty. That was fake. And, that, that wasn't real. But this is. Oh, actually, it wasn't real? Yeah, that wasn't real. That was some social media bullshit. But so this was is Mexico real? real? Was, was, um, La Eme? I don't know who it was. I don't want to put nothing on nobody. But was it real that they said that they would pay you too for Trump's head and then you can come to Mexico and live like a king? Ah, uh, nah, that's the first time I heard that story. I just want to know if it goes down, right? Can I go to Mexico and live like a queen? I ain't talking about killing nobody. I just want to know, can I get a pass? I can speak a little Espanol. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I just wonder why Secret Service hasn't turned against him yet. <laughs> All right. Um, I can't go to jail. I got a kid. Right. Hey, let me get your opinion on this. Um, and be careful how you respond to it. I answered that one safe, right? Uh, I'll listen to it again and let you know. <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry denies exploiting women in films during an interview. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you heard about this. He has a new movie called Fall from Grace. And uh, people were asking him about how he exploits women. Um, he says, I always try, I'm always trying to send a message that you don't have to deal with shit. Uh, he said this, the women that he portrays in this movie is basically based off the, uh, his mother and what he saw growing up. He said, it's not about making money off of, off of a woman's pain. It's about telling a story. And I wish that people, especially black women would get off the fact of saying, oh, he's making money off of black women. My thing is he's always made money off of black women. so. You know, my thing is, if he is writing characters around stuff that he saw, so who's transgender in his life? I'm just wondering, or transsexual, or I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to use the wrong term, but that's where he made his money, which is crazy to me, and I think we should be able to say this. Okay. He came up from the Christian Chitlin circuit. <laughs> Yeah. So the Christian Chitlin circuit be giving my men, because I'm all about the L, B, G, I don't know them other letters, mm -hmm. I'm messing up. 
Okay. E E Q was E. No, no, T T T T. Oh, trans Q. What's the Q? Queer. Okay, queer. So um, my community, I give it up to my people, but he came up off my community, but Christians still have a problem claiming that. But they helped Tyler get where he wanted to be, That's dressed true. like a woman. That is true. Dressed like a woman. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. Dressed like a woman. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, Tyler, since you talk about your mom and how these are things that you watched growing up, Tell us the whole story. Your story. <laughs> did you uh did you hear about um oh man? Well I want to talk about this. But anyway, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> did you hear about your friend Wendy Williams? Oh, that's not my friend. Okay. Uh, she had a <laughs> this is so immature. About her farting? Yeah, it seems like it's just so immature for your audience, but <laughs> people sent it to me. You know what? I'm not gonna stick up for Wendy, but everybody farts. Yeah. She just been like, oh, excuse me. But she claims it wasn't real. Yeah. All they told me, she said that it was like superimposed and people were trying to embarrass her. Whatever. <laughs> wow. Um, you wanna talk about R. Kelly or no? What do you wanna say about R. Kelly? I'm totally open for R. Kelly. Uh, well, he looks like he's done. He's about well done. Well, but, uh, God, it's about time, isn't it? Yeah. Prosecutors are accusing infamous singer R. Kelly of violating the rules while locked up and attempting to secretly communicate with people without it being monitored by officials. Okay, so Mark Kelly then goes deep. Mm-hmm. I knew Aaliyah. Right. And I believe that any man who sleeps with little young girls should die. I agree. Touche. Anytime you take advantage of children, I have no respect for you. So I'm actually offended by all the people who've supported him over the years, who would go to concerts like that. I ain't got nothing to do with me. But if you parents, it does have something to do with you because it has to do with the rigorous cycle of child abuse. So R. Kelly should have been done for many, 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 many years ago when they had proof and he peed on that little girl. Yeah, and, that, and um, you know, they're doing another, um, what was that, Surviving R. Kelly. And uh, I, I'm, I find it weird about his uh, ex-wife, you know, she didn't want no no parts of this one for some reason. Now, she like, she actually's trying to sue the the, uh, the people like I don't I don't get that like I thought I thought this was her idea so now but now she's actually trying to sue them for overexposure or something like that I don't know if you heard about that no I haven't heard about an overexposure of her she probably just doesn't want her name tied to him anymore at all hmm. I don't know yeah <sighs> abused women need counseling that's what that's all I have to say about that I pray that she seeks help for her and her children. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't have the same mind frame because I did. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if I've watched it or somebody told me that she supposedly was held captive in her room for hours and then he would come up and beat her and she didn't know what was going on downstairs. Who was he used to do it to his wife? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm not one of those kind of women. I don't understand the psyche. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Like, you're not gonna hold me captive anywhere and I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of those women who go to jail for killing you. Yeah, yeah, how does that how does that happen? Because I, I mean, because I guess the thing is with me, every woman I've ever been around with has always been like very, very strong. I've never been around like weak women at all. So like like I don't even know a woman that, that I can just say, hey, go do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll look at you like this. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I just don't, you know, I I never seen that before. So I'm just wondering like I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. I've been around it. Um abuse is real. You know, some men their whole thing is to tear down self-esteem. And if you've never had it and you're a little abused child and you want to be loved so bad. Mm. Some women will go to extremes just to be loved or to be told that they're loved so bad. That's how women and pimps, that's how, you know, it works. That's how they turn these women out. It's crazy because I remember um, telling someone close to me before she started, she was getting ready to start dating again. And I told her, I said, when you first start talking to this guy, I said, cause she had a bad breakup. I said, do not tell him, mm -mm. don't tell him what you went through. Yes, I tell women that all the time because men use it against them. Yeah, because I said whatever you say you done went through, and his in his eyes they're gonna be like, oh she can she's tough she can she can handle that that's, that's what she's used to, and they're gonna try the same shit with you. Why am I like that? I'm, I, I love the fact that you said that. I told somebody that not too long ago. I was like, look, you do not let your new man know that your ex abused you right. because one or two things like i've heard men say i'm a good man i don't hit women mm -hmm. ah, so you a good man just because you don't hit women how was you raised what did you see growing on right. that don't make you a good man right. and then i've heard men say well i'm better than the last one <laughs> honey <laughs> because you didn't do X, Y, and Z and punch her in the eye, you think you better than the last one? Like, that's really sad to me. I had to tell this dude, Chris, I'm gonna call him out. He was on Facebook the other day and he wrote, ladies, if you don't know how to cook at least five meals, don't expect for a man to wife you. Hmm. So I had to sit there and be like, Chris, you playing yourself. Because I'm not going to be rude and throw you under the bus, but there are men out here buying mansions and chefs. You can't tell somebody that they can't catch a husband <laughs> if they can't cook at least five meals. What are you doing? Right. How do you feel about that? Uh, they always said that the key to a man's heart is his stomach. Uh, I mean, uh, that's kind of that's kind of to the extreme. My wife was not, wasn't known. I didn't marry her for her cooking. You know, she cooks, but I, I didn't marry her for that. that. That was not even in the top five things that I wanted. That I wanted. But I mean, my situation is unique because we kind of grew up together, but that's not, if I can list like the top five things about her, cooking isn't one of them. And not to say she can't cook, but I'm just saying that's not like what, what means the most to me about her. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't think it really means the most to any man on any man in a good, healthy relationship. No. My home girl, I won't call her out, but her husband is the cook in the house. Okay. 
she don't cook nothing because she don't want to not because she can't because she don't want to and she doesn't have to he could care less in my relationship my man be chefing can i cook yes do i like to cook no i hate the kitchen yeah me too (laughs) i just don't like it i don't mind the grill i like the grill but i don't the stuff that i like to grill I, I can't really eat no more. So it's always like, I just really be grilling for the kids now. Cause, so, but that's the only place I really like. You know? I'm just not really into it. Mm-hmm. I want the kitchen to be clean, yeah. but I don't want to do anything in it. Right. Except for like go in the refrigerator and get something. Hey, I do I? Hmm? Let me ask you this question. Um, Cause I have someone on, on our, on your most recent post, I know you saw it. Uh, it actually got a lot of people talking. Um, let's say his name, Mr. James Buford. He responded to something. I don't know what made him respond to this, but he said, men were not made to be with one woman. The most wealthiest men in the world who are not on record, but they control the most important resources the earth has given. Sorry, somebody's calling. Earth has given us, has multiple wives. Why? We come from tribal backgrounds. No woman left behind. There's a ratio of, I think he spelled that wrong. I think it's supposed to be ratio. He said racial. (laughs) There's a ratio of 15 to 20 women to one man on earth. Animals don't cheat. Cheating is a Western condition, conditional thought due to their malfunctions. Black men are, (laughs) are original with no mixed breeding in them. And that's why they are hated because they hold the original genes. Those genes are all about being fruitful and multiplying, <laughs> which help pe- which help keeps mankind irrelevant on earth. We are supposed to hunt and protect our tribes while the woman queen manages the tribes. The, w- the woman governing the w- women of their tribes hold the keys to the tribe. This is wealth and freedom. Sounds like a pretty good guy. <laughs> okay, so he actually inboxed me and I'm looking for the inbox. So I told him, I'm trying to, because I don't want to misquote myself. There's a society of women who yeah. have multiple husbands. Yeah, I see that. And I don't know if it's the, the, the Pale people, the Pale people. It's something like that, and I can't find the message because there's way too many. It's actually, um, it wasn't, he didn't DM it to you. It was actually in the comments. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, really? Okay, so I was like, you know, the the Paulet people also, and I don't know if that's really what they're called because I'm probably messing it up, but there's a society where they have multiple husbands, and they have multiple husbands because there are more men in in the village than there are women. And they need multiple men to keep their household running. Um, do I believe that we're supposed to be with one person? I don't know. I believe that everybody is an individual and they can make those choices for themselves. Do I believe that polygamy is okay? I don't believe in the polygamists who sleep with their family members or are marrying 15 year old girls i can tell you that i don't think that's okay but i think if you are over 21 and you decide that you want to join a family with multiple wives 
more power to you. Or, or if you were over 21 and you want to join a family with over multiple husbands, <laughs> more power to you. I, like to, I would like to see how that would work. <laughs> I would really like to see how that would work on both on both sides. I would like to see how. I mean, I think it would have. I think it just has to be something you have to just been grown into. I don't. I know that I couldn't walk into the house and me and this guy sharing my wife. That's not gonna happen. But I would have to like. I think it was like if you've grown up and that's all you know is that. Hey, me and you. We. we this is. Well, haven't you watched those shows? You need to go back and like binge watch the Duggars because that's what their show is about, right? I've never heard of it. What's that? Or no, maybe the Duggars. Maybe I have them wrong. Okay, I'm sorry, Duggars. Cut that out. They have all these kids. They're not polygamous, but it's like polygamy in me. There's. I don't know if it's A and E. I don't know if it's Lifetime, but they have shows like Polygamy and Me where they show the multiple wives and families. I don't know if there's any men. Yeah, I mean, it has to be something you have to just grow into because I, I just, there's like no way we can just start that today. <laughs> like for me, it won't be. But um, I, uh, I think this just basically goes back to why everybody's trying to figure out why do men have a hard time, you know, being with one woman. And today I actually saw on the Breakfast Club, Dame Dash, he, um, and I was like, man, this is dope. I wish I would have said this, but he was like, I don't cheat on my girl. He said, now, he said, when the women try to step to him, he say, I don't cheat on my girl. He said, now you got to talk to her. If she, if she's with it, then I'm with it. I was like, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> so there used to be a rule and it's an old African rule. Mm. I don't know which part of Africa, but I was told it was an old African rule. You can have as many wives as you want, as long as you can afford them. Yeah. So I think one of the problems is a lot of these men out here trying to be players can't afford the one they got. Yeah. So if you can't afford the one you got, right. you can't go get another. Right, yeah, for real. That's real talk right there. Um, and then someone else sent me something about like, um, and, I, and I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it was about like, you know, the, the birth control. And basically they were saying they're forcing women to be on birth control, but a woman can, sleep with nine men and only get pregnant once in a year but a man get, can sleep with nine women and get them all pregnant and absolutely so they were saying that the, uh it seems like the birth control should be for the men not the women i agree because it's also not great for your health but i definitely agree men should have to take birth control it makes so much more sense do okay so look are you mad at the gun or are you mad at the loaded gun? Right. Or the person who has the trigger? Can't get pregnant without somebody hitting the trigger. Right. You gotta load the gun. Right. I thought that was interesting. I was like, I never heard nobody break it down like that. I was trying to actually find the exact quote, but I don't know, but that's basically what it was. But I was like, yeah, you know what? But like, what is what is like men birth control other, other than condoms? That's like what what else? <laughs> what snip? Just get snipped? Is that what it is? Um, yeah, you can get you can get snipped, but even after you get snipped, you still have to have like I think you have to drop like forty loads right after or whatever because those loads might be loaded. Really? Don't ask me how I know. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got three buddies, well, that claim that snip. Only one of them I really believe. They never told me that. Did you say, why don't you believe the other one? Because he had two babies after he said he was snip. Oh, okay, that's a good reason not to believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every once in a while there's a slip up, but yeah. Yeah, I think he just slipped up on his story. <laughs> or he didn't um, unload those 40 or 50 or whatever you're supposed yeah. to unload. Yeah, because that's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah. First time I've heard of that. See the things you learn when you get older? Right. Well, the main thing I learned is that, you know what? One woman is just enough for me <laughs> as I got older. That, I, that's the one thing I can honestly say. Like, that's enough for me. It's Simplify. Like, hmm? Simplify. Yeah, it makes life easier. You know, I don't have to hide phones and, you know, it just it just makes life so much easier. <laughs> I'm not good at lying. Yeah, neither am I. So even I did have like a little player moment in my life. Men ended up hating me because I was honest. Yeah. They didn't me that. I'd be like, oh, you found that? That's what you get for looking. <laughs> <laughs> they hated me. Whatever. There's just like, it's so much out there now. It's like, I mean, it's always been out there, but it's like, I don't know. I guess not. I had a dude lock me out of my Facebook, my Twitter. He literally locked me out. Because he was in there read my stuff and then change my passwords and stuff. And I was like, what? Okay, so after you did all this, you locked me out. You still think we're going to be together? One, I don't trust you. Right. You're all in my stuff. And two, you're going to be very angry about some of the things that you <laughs> <laughs> So why lock me out? We were done anyway. Right. The same homegirl I was telling you about, Jay Slim. Jaslyn was like, girl, give me a phone. I'll get you back in here in two minutes. She got me right back on all my stuff. Damn. How she do that? Girl, clear tech sound, dude. It really is. So I, I used to date this guy that owned club, Tony, right? Tony owned clubs on Sunset. Me and Tony were in the club one night. And I said, Tony, give me your phone. And he said, well, I said, because my homegirl Denise taught me how to break these phones. He was like, my phone is locked. You can't break it. I was like, do, 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 here. He said, how did you do that? I said, Denise taught me. So I had to go warn all my homeboys, right? Don't put nothing in your phone. Don't think you could lock your phone. And I don't remember exactly what kind of phone it was. I think it was like the new Blackberries or, or something. Okay. And Chico okay. Benamon thought I was joking. I walked up to Chico and I was like, Chico, give me your phone. He's like, it's locked. He was about to unlock it for me. I was like, oh, I don't need you to unlock it. Do, 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 do. And he, I handed it back to him and he was like, how you do that? I said, don't put nothing in your phone. So I went straight to him, Wesley Donathan, Antoine Tanner, and my dude, I even told my dude. Yeah, y'all women are good, that shit. That's women are good, but men are dumb, dude. Yeah, we are, but y'all are really good though, too. This is Cherry's World. Lime, Less Is More Events, has pre-sale tickets to the Universal Soul Circus, and you don't want to wait. They are selling out fast. I will sure be taking my little one. If you would like to get tickets to some of the hottest events in your area, contact Lime at 202-930-3533. And check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Less Is More Events. Email Lime at sales at getlinetickets.com.
www.lime.com. Come lime with us. Welcome to Cherry's World. This is like my friend, friend. <laughs> my friend, 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 friend. Like when I was on bed you on what? When I was on bed rest, like when I was pregnant, she kept me company. Really? Yeah, this is my friend, 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 friend. We're friend, friend. We not Hollywood friends. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to explain. See, you said it better than me. We friends. Right. We Hollywood friends. We're friends. Right. She's my she's my date. Oh, yeah. I got to go somewhere. Come on, Angelique. You go with me. Right. That's okay. my date. That's and if it's a guy that you ain't trying to talk to, then, then we gay. <laughs> All that. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> All that. <laughs> well, we just did. You recorded yeah. We don't right. care. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cherry's World. Today, we got my homegirl in the house. I mean, like, my real homegirl, okay? Miss Angelique Bates is here. <laughs> Baby. Now, Courtney, I'm, are you kidding me? Thank you for coming. You like a you like a superstar and stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but what's really funny is like I knew Angelique uh, first before yeah. I knew Angelique the entertainer. Right. So yeah. Angelique and I would like have conversations and be, people would be like, you know who that is? And I'd be like, that's Angelique. <laughs> So, so, so how, do you, how do you all know each other? Wow. You know what? I'm trying to, I think that's the question that we asked the last time. I know it was an event. It was like, we were doing something very far and it has something to do with kids because we we're always doing something. <gasps> you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Right? I know what you're talking about because I didn't even remember. Yeah. It was in like Riverside or something. Yes. And it was something for the kids because we love the kids. We love the kids. It was foster homes, group homes. Group homes. I think it was group homes. It I was, want to say it was Christ, Christian, Christian, Christian yeah. yeah, but that's how we met. Christian Keys? No, it's not Christian Keys. No, but it's another Christian. He's an actor, but he, I remember he had this brand where he would be like a homie, the clown, and yes. he would be the kids. Yes. Yes. It was him because I call him. I don't know his last name because let me tell you how messed up I am. That is my dog's godfather. Oh. So I used to have a dog, and when I used to have to go to work, he kept my dog for like a year for me that's while that's I was at work. That's my dog's godfather. Really? <laughs> yes. So he did. He do an event for kids who were in, I believe, group homes because I actually tried to adopt one of them kids. Right. <laughs> okay. being a whole nother story. That girl. Was like, <laughs> you actually, but yeah. You actually, you actually tried to adopt some kids. A kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, group home situations are crazy. There was a little girl who we dressed that day. Because Angelique, do you remember we got free clothes from Baby Fat and um, shout out to Kimora? Yes. I'm, wow, that was that day. That was the Dada era and all of that. Yes. <laughs> and Dada gave shoes, I believe. Yes, they did. 
because they were always so they, given everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so Angelique and I were picking people to be the models. And what the kids didn't know is every outfit that they wore, they got to keep. Oh, and right. so the little girl there, Angelique, I don't know if you remember her, but she said, I can't be a model. And I said, why not? And she said, because I'm pregnant. Oh. And she was 14. Do you remember her? Oh. Yes. Wow. I knew you would because Angelique said, yes, you can. Baggy is in. Angelique grabbed this little girl, got her dressed, and long story short, Angelique, that little girl who you grabbed was pregnant by a man who worked at a group home who only owned two pair of jeans. One of them was the jeans that you put on her. You gave her her first coat. And um, yeah, I'm sorry. But now that you don't blow all this up, Courtney, see what you did? I just put this makeup on. <laughs> and Angelique layered her. So Angelique put a shirt on her and she put like a sweatshirt around her, her waist. Angelique was doing what she was hooking these kids up with clothes because everything they wore, they got to keep. Right. So because of you, she got shoes. She got a different pair of jeans. She got a shirt, a sweatshirt, and a jacket. So thank you. Wow, I never knew that. I didn't know that either until I stayed in touch with her. I tried to keep her, and I had to go through the legal loopholes. But what I used to get was family passes where we can mm -hmm. have a day. And just right. so you know, I went and got her one day. I took her downtown to the alley. Okay. And she got a whole wardrobe. Whatever she wanted, whatever she saw that she liked and it fit, she got. What's the alley? I'm from Chicago. What's the alley? Um, it's, right. It's, it's the clothing district downtown LA where you can get everything for cheap. Oh, okay. They got shirts for fifteen dollars, but it's the same stuff that goes into the store. Like people from Chicago who have little boutiques, mm -hmm. they travel and go to the alley to buy clothes to bring back in a boutique. Dope. Right. Right. So I, yeah, I came, yeah, I came out there for a day and we filled up her whole closet. Wow, that is amazing. They say you never know anyone's story. You never know who you touch. Like, I literally was just being me and yeah. ended up That started my love for you. And I never even told you till right now. And you know, and that's a real one though. And that just shows you how how I am. Like I don't do stuff for credit. And I just had a conversation with somebody about that. Like I do a lot of things, but people wouldn't even realize it because I'm not constantly taking pictures. I'm not constantly posting it. If I do, I'm probably trying to promote the the company or the organization I'm helping. But you just never know. Like I've had people DM me, and it's crazy that you said like almost her situation, but I've had people DM me and be like, oh, you know what? I've never told anyone in my family this, but so-and-so was touching me. So-and-so has this. I want to kill myself, but they're coming to me and like they're holding me on this pedestal, which used to trip me out because they'd be like, oh, you're probably too busy. But I'm going through stuff myself. So I'm just like, no, just like go ahead and talk because I know there was times I wanted people to talk to and there was no one there and I had to figure it out. So it's like just reaching out, you never know. Like I have one, one person right now, if you would see how they are now and reverse back probably four or five years ago when they DM me, completely different person. I thought that person was gonna kill themselves. That's how serious it was. And now they're just like doing a thing, wearing all kinds of nice clothes and putting makeup on, doing self-love, all that. 
but you was there. Let me tell you, Courtney, not to like boast about my friend friend, but you know my pregnancy and I hid it and I didn't really tell anybody. Right. I don't think anybody celebrated as hard as Angelique did with me. <laughs> Angelique told me one day, she said, I need you to do me a favor, for real, for real. She like my baby daddy. <laughs> Angelique said, Angelique said, I need you to pull up on me. I got something for you. I said, okay, where you at? She said, I'm in Calabasas, come meet me. So I said, okay, cool. I wasn't pregnant anymore. I got to get up and get out the house. I was excited because I was literally laying in the bed for seven months. Right. And like I told you, my friend friend kept me company right. and checked on me daily to make sure I was okay. Right. I pulled up. Angelique had like some meeting in some building, some office building or something. My friend friend opened the trunk of her car. She had a bicycle. She had three huge boxes. My daughter is still wearing clothes. <laughs> Angelique bought my, there was like at least $5,000 worth of clothes in the back of Angelique's car. Clothes, yeah. shoes, boots, jackets, socks, beautiful Girl. dresses, a bike. She was, she was two weeks old. <laughs> I had already given her stuff because she came to my baby shower. Oh, wow. Right. She gave my daughter clothes from infant to 17. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And she threatens me still to this day. Cause I'd be like, oh, I found something. Oh, let me get this. And she'd be like, no, no, you are. <laughs> you don't <need> enough. <laughs> like, for real, my daughter has, to, right now, there's a box of clothes that she cannot even fit. They came from Angelique. That's love. That is love. Just from the kindness of her heart. Salute. Salute to you. That's okay, so enough of praising her. Let's figure out what she's doing in her life, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know me. I want to go back. <laughs> go back. Yeah, I like to go back. What was it like from being on that show, all that? Because for me, um, I remember it used to come on Saturday nights and um, it was like, believe it or not, I couldn't even stay up long enough to watch Saturday Night Live. And then all of a sudden Nickelodeon comes out with this show and I'm like, oh, this is dope. So what was it like, um, you know, how'd you even get the job? And then what was it like being on there? You know what? Um, okay, so I was in the industry since I was nine months old. Uh, my mom had me in, yeah, nine months old, baby. like. <laughs> She says the reason why she put me in the industry is because I think like I wasn't even a whole month and she said I was, she says she swears that I said hello. So she said, she heard me say hello. <laughs> and that's what put her, made her put me in the industry. So I had gotten a Borox ad um, with uh, Tony Lando from um, The Odd Couple. And uh, I guess I was doing little projects here and there. She had me doing, um, uh, was it a talent shows and competitions? And actually at one of those talent shows, the agent, well, actually I had an agent already that wasn't submitting me and actually submitted one of uh, the other clients that I knew on that show, but never sent me. So when I was doing this one talent show, there was a, uh, his name is Richard Delancey the creator of Unsolved Mystery. Yeah. Um, yes. He 
was, I think he was doing management back then. I can't remember, but whatever it was, he wasn't dealing with kids. And his best friend was John Hugh, who actually had, had a talent agency. He passed away, rest in peace. And he was taking on kids and adults. So he told him like, you know, I just you saw this girl, she's competing, blah, blah, blah. I want you to come up there. All that was auditioning. They, I think they had like a nationwide audition going on at the time. I knew nothing about it. His best friend, John Hugh, ends up coming up there and immediately wants to sign me. Within that week, I had an audition for Nickelodeon and there was a uh, motion picture. Now this, not too many people know this. Okay, so for Nickelodeon, I was doing like different characters like Urkel and you know, like all these wild characters. Now when I went in for Nickelodeon, I had the glasses, I had the suspenders, I had like, you know, the pants pulled up and everything, right? <laughs> like the whole shebang. I was Arnold Schwarzenegger, like I'm all these characters, literally, hair like going crazy. How old were you? I was probably at that time, I was 11, 11, born of 12. So now keep in mind, these are all characters that I'm having, I'm dressed up. At that same time, I'm auditioning for this motion picture. Now this motion picture was, I think the girl was either a runaway or she ended up being a runaway because I think her grandmother ended up dying, but she's like, she's, she's bugging it out. So I'm wearing like the cross color hoodie, you know, baggy pants, crisscross all the way. Completely opposite right. <laughs> from Nickelodeon. Right. They ended up, I actually was in the lead for both of them, made it all the way to directors. The week of uh, Nickelodeon calling me, they actually ended up getting the auditions mixed up by accident. I ended up going into the movie audition in front of the director and the writers dressed up as Urkel. And you're right. And I'm walking up the stairs. And I remember to this day, I'm walking up the stairs and I'm looking at the people I'm like, hey, you guys look like the same people from this other audition that I've been going on. But they're looking terrified because I just walked in as Urkel, but I was this bug girl. I knew the whole movie script by heart. So they're like, why is she dressed as Urkel? And they kind of like have this look on their face because I don't know if you know this, but when you do an audition and you keep on getting caught in and caught in and caught in, yeah. you're supposed to go back the same way that you've been looking. The same everything. Everything. Especially when you're meeting the director and the writer. So they were horrified. I walk in to the room as Urko, and the director is sitting right there. And I remember it was this white lady with blonde hair, and she was smiling at first, and then the smile just kind of like went a little straight. So <laughs> my, my smile dropped. I was like, oh my God, this is the callback for the movie. So now I'm just like petrified. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, my agent got the auditions mixed up, and they're just like, that's why your dress is Urkel. Like, we couldn't understand. So here I am, and this bug girl that's, you know, helping this person, and I'm beating up somebody dressed as Urkel. Long story short, I didn't get the job, but I ended up getting Nickelodeon. Oh, man. <laughs> that is crazy. But yeah, Courtney, so when you go on a callback, I mean, same everything. They want you, if you had on the t-shirt, find that same t-shirt and put it back on. Really? Yes. Yes hair, everything like they they don't back then and they kind of still don't have any imagination now but like mm -hmm. it was so drastic a thug to urka like yes mm -hmm. and that's my theme song just to let you know oh. hey can i can i tell you a, like a sad story for me because like i went to um i remember growing up we used to go to florida all the time and we used to go to universal studios and like we used to go to all the the, the stuff there so I just, um, 
what was it like a few years back we went to florida and i went and i was like yeah where's the nickelodeon sound stage he's like nah, nickelodeon ain't here no more and i was like i mean you know i was like in my 30s i was like <laughs> i was sad i'm like i couldn't believe they got rid of nickelodeon they, I, I think before they got rid of Nickelodeon, they turned it into like some commercial office building. Like fans were sending me pictures. Like it went from bright orange to the green to like all these commercial office colors. I was like, wow, they just like disrespected the Nickelodeon. Oh, so that is crazy. Is Nickelodeon okay? So I'm old. Nickelodeon is still a thing, though, right? I, you, I think so. Okay, <laughs> you know, we're, not, we're not gonna go there. So. Courtney took you all the way back. I want to bring you all the way now. Angelique is going to work tomorrow. So, Miss <laughs> Angelique still works, always work, always have been work. What you working on tomorrow? Okay, so I was just on Fox So. Uh, they actually did uh, an episode that was like, Where are the child stars now? <laughs> so, uh, that was actually kind of pretty cool because I'm always kind of like still trapped in the whole you know the nickelodeon thing which is you know that obviously that's a claim of fame that's always going to follow me I'm but sorry. they never want to know what you're doing now okay you know and, and there's nothing against it like i i just i love it but it's just like once you talk about it, it's just like okay and next so yeah. you know i i did a movie with with kevin hart mike apps 35 and ticking Yes, I talked about 35 and Ticking earlier. So I, just so you know, for the people who's not going to see the show, they're just going to hear the show, you had a whole different intro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm glad you said the thing with the age. So from all that, because I end up catching people that be like, I don't remember her. I don't know who that is. I was the original for first season, second mm -hmm. season. So that's a whole different age bracket. Yeah, that's my I'm age. one of the OGs, you yeah. know, so after me then that's when you know the other cast members came in so i'm the one that with kelly keenan all that we're the ones that made all that exactly without us there wouldn't have been no all that moving along um i got to like i said the 35 and ticking i got to be there were ogs that was big for me because i hadn't really been working like that like i think after all that i did boston public remember sherry like uh, boston public was like yeah yeah who is it? Strong Medicine. I actually auditioned with Angelique for Boston Public and she got the role I did. Oh. Wait a minute, is that what? the second time? Wait a minute, I didn't know that. Yes, I think I also, so do you remember auditioning with me where we both played th thugs and you polished my nails blue? Yes, I remember the 35, I remember that. And it was crazy because how I even got that audition. I hadn't been auditioning for a while. See, I didn't even know that was our second audition together. That is crazy. Wow. I ended up taking a webcam picture because I was, and I submitted myself for that movie, took a webcam picture and dressed up as a thug, had the rag on and the wife beater and sent it to them. And she looked good too. She looked way better than me. I have like some cornrows in my head. And do you remember like how to put the aluminum foil on my tooth? <laughs> oh, I'm good for that. I was like, yeah, we gotta do the whole team. That would have been so dope because it was Gangsta Girl One and Gangsta Girl Two. That would have been yeah. dope. For I didn't, I didn't get none of the Gangsta Girls. It was but, like, go but hey, God had bigger plans. I'm trying to be on Buggy Bro, sir. Hey, we coming back? Is right, you know? <laughs> right? I'll take Punky Bruce over Gangsta Girl number two. See, and that's that's one of the reasons why I love Angelique. Most of the times when you audition against women, a lot of them are not nice to you. 
No. Me and Angela, we were up against each other for the same role, and she polishing my fingernails. She got it. I got you. I got you. Right. And I was surprised. Honestly, I was surprised because I just, it, I went about it just so differently of getting caught in on it. And there was this room full of people. I hadn't probably auditioned in probably a few years. Hadn't been got caught on an audition in years. Because remember, you know, the whole, you know, situation of not working. And then they called me and I was just like, oh my God. And then when I'm in the uh, the table read, I'm seeing the names because I love Mike Epps uh, telling. I must have looked, I said, oh my God, that's my guess. <laughs> and then my phone died and I couldn't get a picture of him. Oh. <laughs> but I, mean, it was, I yeah. wanted to say something to you because um, I actually told this to Cherry because Cherry tells me the same thing all the time. I was, because um, I know, like, I noticed you you all do not like, I ain't going to say do not like, but you hate going, like, always talking about things in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, like, that's my era. So I was just actually telling Cherry, I was like, I was watching, you know, I'm a big Bad Boys fan, so I was watching Martin and Will do all their press runs. Mm-hmm. And no matter all the stuff Will has done, all the stuff Martin done, everybody keeps asking them stuff about Fresh Prince and Martin. Like it got to the point where it almost kicked off a beef, a 25 year old beef between Martin and Tisha. Kay. <laughs> you hear about that? Because they like they stirred up the, all the questions about Martin and they end up right. stirring up a beef between Tisha Campbell and Martin. So I mean, oh, I remember. Take that as a compliment because, like, right. we, like that, y'all era, the 90s was so special to, 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 to right. you know, that's what I grew up. You know, I went from 12 to 20 in the 90s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That meant a lot to me. So seeing y'all and being able to talk with y'all, that means a lot. So no disrespect, you know. Oh, no. 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 So let me explain why. And it's no disrespect at all. I didn't take it that way. Because of what happened and the behind the scenes and, you know, the whole, you know, drama or whatever, when it's brought up, um, they always go like, hey, so how was the show? Hey, so did you like the characters? Hey, did you like meeting these people? So, hey what really happened you know it always turns a different direction so it's kind of like i guess i'm you know like on defense like okay what's the next question gonna be (laughs) and let me explain to you like when i said okay so what are you doing now angelique is going to work tomorrow because when i asked her would she do the show she said yeah what day because i have a job and i said Oh, don't tell me about the job yet. Oh, tell me about it when we on air. Because I don't even know what she's going to work on tomorrow, like, for real, for real. Oh, yeah, right, right. And, and, you, and you notice, I didn't even ask you what questions, because I trust you. I was like, I know she could ask me whatever, and I know it's not going to be like... <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to ask you nothing crazy. Right, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, you're the, the only one. I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll be on the show. All right, cool, it is what it is. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so what you gonna be working on tomorrow? I'm still waiting for my answer for like three days. What's <laughs> a couple projects is going on? So you know, I'm, I'm working on a couple of episodes. I actually work with this um company called um Wait uh Wait What Comedy. Oh. So we actually do uh several funny episodes. They haven't actually seen me in a while because I've been like literally going back and forth in and out of town because I'm getting ready to go out of town and I'm actually hosting um a Trinidadian um. That a uh, day brunch in New York on the 8th, which is going to be pretty awesome. And being that I'm half Haitian and Indian, you know, this is gonna really going to be my first, like, Caribbean event that I'm hosting. I'm, like, super geeked about it. Um, 
I'm awesome. super geeked about it too. Wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, if somebody wants to come to the brunch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to know all of us too. How, how do they come see you in New York? Yeah, no, you, I really want you to go. Like, it's so funny. One of my homegirls is in California. She's like, I need to get on a plane and I think I need to go to this because it's, it's February 8th. It's, it's going to be super awesome. Where do we like, up? How do we get tickets? Like, what do we do? Okay, so like I said, it's called it's called a uh, fettuccine fettuccine on Instagram. Hit them up because they actually have tickets available on Eventbrite, and you'll see that actually one of the DJs is Dylan Dilly from uh, Making of the Band. He's going to oh. be one of the major ones, and it's actually one of the ones on the flyer. Um, there's mm-hmm. going to be some other DJs, but it's actually his birthday, so it's like this whole big celebration. So it's going to be the Grenadians, the Trinidadians, and just all the islands there, just having fun and all great vibes. I believe uh, the minimum ticket starts from twenty, and then it goes up. There's different tiers going that are that you can get, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be Caribbean food. There's going to be drinks. There's just going to be a whole bunch of dancing, a whole lot of music. It's just going to be crazy. Amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, what else you got going on? I had to find out. You know what I'm saying? I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, you know, if between me and my son, because my son is actually in the industry, he's working on projects. So he actually, which, now this part I can't mention, he's actually up for a lead in a, a, a series that is, um, I can't even say that much. <laughs> But he's been doing really good. He keeps on getting called in and called in. So working. Right. Fingers crossed. Um, How old is he? He just turned 12. Oh, nice. Well, I want to say just 12. I feel like it was just 12. His birthday's in August. He's getting ready to be 13 this year. Ooh, those extra hormones. You know what? I'm going to have to have you back because in our original introduction, I talked about being a homeschool mom. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So wait. Tell me. I don't want to. I don't want to go from subject to subject to subject. But that's how my brain works. I got like ADHD. So what are you working on tomorrow? So no. So no. <laughs> it's not tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's not tomorrow. Month. No, it's not tomorrow. Okay. It's next month. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are so you working on? Yeah, that was the the New York one, and then um, the, also I have a new agent, so they're actually trying to get me on one of the shows out there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're still working on the process. And I just found out this movie puzzle that I um, filmed is getting ready to hit the festivals. They just finally finalized everything. It's editing. Like, I just finally saw it. Uh, Fonz Bitwardly, isn't it? Oh, we were just talking about him the other day because it was raining. I was doing one and it was raining and they had my, my, uh. Right. And it was crazy. He's making another man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the umbrella. Exactly. Yeah. So Angelique Courtney has a son as well who's been doing a little acting. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips from a momager to a popager? Uh, okay. How old is your child? Uh one is sorry, this is not playing well. One is so, 2012, one is one born in 2014. You about to, you about to get beat up. Your wife about to beat you up, man. Seven and five, five and seven. Oh, so they're okay. You could actually have they been doing any modeling or anything? That is, uh, that is we not. We will cut all this out, Courtney. Let you me say, well, take about the industry. No, no. That's not what I meant. Oh, my God. How do I say? No. 
Nice. I have to go potty. But while I go potty, Angelique, will you do me a favor? Yes. Can you give Courtney a little bit of advice? Because Courtney's kind of a popager. And oh. you're a popager. He's okay. got a son or two sons that are doing a little acting. So okay. while I go potty, can you give him some tips? Yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> gave me a reset. Thank you. So, <laughs> so my, he, he doesn't know how to smile. So he took okay. some pictures and they and he doesn't know how to smile. I'll actually show them to you. So they're okay. trying to work on that, but they really like his look. But he, the one son that they like, they really like his look. He doesn't. He doesn't. He has like a, a nonchalant attitude. Mm-hmm. My other son has perfect attitude. He'll come in and talk with you about anything, and he likes to just. He's a character. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't necessarily have the same look as the other son. <laughs> okay, well, okay, that's cool. That that way, because I was about to say, when it comes to the industry, because you have the one kid that's, you know, receiving all of the praise, and you have the directors and the casting directors, and then you have the kids that are recognizing the kids, you know, they're just like, oh, my God. So you start end up having the issues within the family, especially when you have siblings, because I have two kids. They, you know, it's kind of jealousy kind of ends up kicking. So that's why I was asking, you know, did they kind of have an issue at home with the favoritism? Well, so you know what? Let me just say this though. They're, they're really just doing extra work. Uh-huh. And, and the crazy thing is what they really like the most. And I have my daughter. She does it too. What they really like the most is the money. They don't really yeah. care about the TV stuff. They just care about why wow, I got money. So, <laughs> Keep, keep them, I was going to say, keep them doing the extra work um, because that's how I started my kids off. Mm-hmm. Keep them doing the extra work. If one of them decides they want to do something else, like as far as start getting speaking roles, mm-hmm. then start, you know, trying to find an agent because that was the thing with both of my kids. I have a boy and a girl and uh, my boy, he, he loves it. My daughter, she absolutely loves it. But the thing is with my son, he doesn't want to do the work for it. So, you know, you have the extra work and you have the commercials. I kept him in that in music videos because you don't have to really talk that much. Yeah. But when it comes to these, the, the series and the movies, we have such an issue because he just wants to breeze by it. But I tell him, I'm like, there's a million other kids that want it more than you. Right. But then he likes the attention. He yeah. likes the money, but he doesn't want to do the work. So, you know, with how I grew up, I'm completely opposite from how my parent was. If you're not going to sit here and do the work, you're just not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and make you do it. So keep them in the extra work. It, it's, it's fun. It's fun for them right now. And if they tell you something differently, then go ahead and push them. But if they if they cool with extra work, then that's cool. If the main one that you said is like, you know, they, they really love him. If he decides that that's the, that he wants to do, then I would say probably Go try to get an agent. You don't really need a manager right now. Try to get an agent because there's things as parents that we can't access, which is the breakdowns. You could actors access all day long, which is a site that you can, you know, self-submit your kids or yourself. But the breakdown services is really what the major projects that we'll never get our hands on unless we have an agent license. So just make sure it's something that they want to do. It's not something they're doing just to pass time and, you know, be cool in school because once, once they say they want to do it, they're going to have to be serious because if they end up going into them auditions and the agents like them now or the casting directors or whatever, because they're not really talking like that, the minute they see that they're blowing these auditions, because they understand once you come in there with that script and it's like five kids that just have the script memorized, 
they know a child that studied that script and a child that just came in winging it. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get called in too many more times. Right. After a while, it's like, it's just a waste of time and you're not cute anymore. And then once you hit a certain age, you're not cute anymore. My son is in his teens. Well, we're about to, about to be. And I kept on telling him at the age that your kids are, I'm like, you're cute at that age. They let you pass. But once you start talking and you're older, you know better. So figure, make sure it's something that you want because they will blackball you quickly. <laughs> make sure it's something that they want yeah. more they, than something that you want. That's, yeah. They, so I'm, one more question for me and then I'm going to let Courtney hey you babe homeschool Angelique so just so everybody knows I was like really nervous I didn't know if I was able to do it blah 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 this is who gave me my backbone and was like yo nobody can teach you better than you can teach your own child right right thank you for that so Angelique homeschools her kids what advice or what would you tell the parents out there who are thinking about doing it but haven't dove in? Pray first. Um, you have to have a whole lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> um, if, if you don't have the time, because you have to have, like I said, pray. Literally, you literally have to pray because it's going to be very stressful. There's going to be times that you just, you're going to ask yourself, because I ask myself sometimes almost daily, I'm like, what am I doing? by doing this because once they get older see i've got two that i'm doing together two different grades and it's very stressful um you definitely got to make sure it's something that you want to do and then find and do the research with the homeschool because just because a homeschool is you know out there and i'm not going to say any names not every homeschool is good some of these programs they're just doing the head count they don't care if your child is actually uh, passing the classes. They don't care if they're actually getting good grades in these state tests that actually, they're just like, oh, we just want a number count. Your kid could be flunking, but they're like, it's okay, don't worry about it. You know, um, we just need the head count. No, obviously there's a reason why the state is doing these tests. You have to really be hands-on with your kids and don't let these other teachers or these people that are behind a computer take, take control of your kid. Be hands-on. Like, I need to give, like, this to you, Terry, because you be doing the thing with your daughter. Like, you you actually be hands-on. I be hitting her up like, hey, where'd you get that book from? <laughs> hey, <where'd> you- <laughs> because she's got her baby, like, talking, writing, doing all kinds of stuff, but you got to be hands-on. You can't leave the child in front of the computer and then yeah. walk away. So a lot of people be thinking like, oh, okay, well, homeschool, I could just put my kid in front of this this computer and that's it. No, your child will be clicking here, doing all this, and you'll find out by the time senior, you know, come along, they don't know what they're doing. And a lot of people are using homeschool because they want their kid to be in the entertainment industry because they want their kid to raise them. So yeah, I know. So it's easier to uh it's easier to get more work if the child is homeschooled. So a lot of people be using homeschool for all the wrong reasons. Just make sure it's something that really fits you. The reason why I took my kids out was because they were being physically bullied. I tried to put them in different schools, but they were they were being physically physically bullied. So I just got tired of it. It would be worse now. So they you know, they're getting worse. I had to go up to a couple of the schools and act a fool. So, you know. 
They were being bullied. We have to have you I swear to God, I'm so sad because we have a guest that's coming on like in 10 minutes, but I got to have you back. Okay. He's talking about bullying. Mm. Uh, she pulled her kids out from being bullied and not just by students, right? It was yeah, it wasn't by students. Um, even a couple of the teachers were, were bullying because one thing I did, I, have, I haven't said is that uh, my children have speech delays. So because of their speech delays, which is the borderline spectrum, you know, it's on a spectrum scale. They were really being bullied pretty much, I guess, you know, disabilities of whatever you want to call it, whatever the label is. So they were either being made fun of or the teachers were just like, oh, okay, well, the child is not going to talk. My kids talk now, but they, they were just, you know. They just yeah. have to be comfortable. Their, their brains go faster than their mouth can go. Exactly. And now you can't even tell anything. It was just like they were, and you have to fight because they'll try to put labels on your kids. Mm -hmm. And that's not even what the situation, like you said, they had to be comfortable with you. They was talking. You like, what? What's wrong with that? Yeah, I never, when Angelique told me they have speech delays, I can't believe they talk to you. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with them kids. <laughs> right. Right. Them kids they is fine. Like, they just don't like you. <laughs> They just don't like you. They're just not comfortable. Just like I just did to you in the interview. I just, you trying to answer a question. I'm trying to ask you one, three questions ahead. <laughs> and you see me, I'll be like all over too. I'll be like, oh, let me talk about this. Let me talk about this. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're very, 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 first of all, they're gorgeous. Okay. Her children are absolutely positively gorgeous. I'm not just saying this because I love Angelique. They're gorgeous. And they're smart and talented kids. Thank you so much for coming. Please let me know your schedule because I want to come. I want I want you to come back, and okay. I want to talk about some things. I want to okay. talk about homeschool. I want to talk about bullying. Okay. I want to talk about parenthood. Cool. Thank All you, right. Angelique. I love you. All right, I love you too. Nice to meet you. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.